0: One breakfast show, eight playlists on Absolute Radio. That's Blossom's Christmas effort. Christmas Eve, sole purpose. We're just reminiscing about Blossom, seeing them live at Absolute Radio's 10th birthday and just how lovely it's going to be to see some live music again one day soon. Stay strong, people. It is coming. Right, let's move on to the always first order of business on The Breakfast Show, which is to give you a chance to win yourself a mug. Black ceramic, my name on one side, the word wicks on the other, what's not to love? And as always, we turn our attentions to yesterday's show, where Matt Dyson was telling us this factette about the movie Die Hard. Now, in full disclosure, this moment in the show has been troubling me over the past 24 (laughs) hours because, as Matt was saying, we we don't rehearse anything here, we don't have any scripts, and as Matt was talking about the movie Die Hard and Frank Sinatra, there was something bubbling up in my brain and I thought, oh, my goodness, David you're about to deliver the gag of the show. <laughs> Everyone's going to roll around on the studio floor going, ha, 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 how funny you are. It's coming at the end here. Have a little listen to the reaction and why it's, it's badged me ever since.
1: Uh, in Die Hard, Bruce Willis's roles are actually offered to 73-year-old Frank Sinatra first apparently do you aware of this no <laughs> just trying to put him in all the scenes <laughs> he was contractually obligated to get first dibs because he starred in the film's prequel in 1968 they, he did a film that was what? from the same book series yeah he owned the, the rights to the book yeah so even though he was 73 they said do you want to do this role this action role and like, no but he would have done not. it his way and that's the main yes, thing yes he certainly would got a decent reaction and it was very
0: quick, Dave, see. You know, you I don't, want your, I don't want your pity. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, and it's very sweet natured of you, but stop. Um, what about Yippie Kai? <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: not
0: working. <laughs> I, I just couldn't get over the fact that it's a book. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. Yeah, it seems like a strange book, doesn't
0: it? The question to win yourself a mug is Frank Sinatra starred as Danny Ocean in the original Ocean's Eleven. But which year was that movie released? Which year was the original Ocean's Eleven starring Frank Sinatra released? Text your name and your answer to 81215. Good luck. 623 on your Wednesday morning where we are perfectly placed to give away a mug and all you need to do is answer the following general knowledge question, which is Frank Sinatra starred as Danny Ocean in the original Ocean's Eleven film. But in which year was it released? An online one, we have Mark. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Dave. How are you? Very well, thank you for asking. How are you today? Yes, very well. Very well indeed, thanks. Marvellous. So you are just moments away from owning the prestigious Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug. Give me the year the film was released, Mark. 1960. It was August 1960. Congratulations. You're a big Frank Sinatra fan, big Ocean's Eleven fan, or did you have to type that into a search engine? Um, a search engine might have been used. Yeah, just been used.
2: Which yeah. one? Can you name it? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to keep it generic, I think. You're
0: going to keep it generic? Are you sure you cannot name the search engine? <laughs> <laughs> Is it A, Jeeves? <laughs> uh, Mark, what are you going to do with your mug? Keep it at work, keep it at home, smash it into a thousand little pieces just to get some anger out? What are you doing? Um, I think it's going to be pride of place on my kitchen table, Dave. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, that's lovely to hear. Mark, thank you for tuning into the show. Regards to the family and have a wonderful Christmas.
2: Keep up the good work, and thanks. Uh, Thank thanks you, for the mate.
0: Good show. Really appreciate your kind words. Thank you very much, indeed. Um, so, Ocean's Eleven was released in August 1960, starring all five members of the Rat Pack. I hate myself for not knowing there were five members of the Rat Pack: um, Frank Sinatra, yeah. Dean Martin, yeah. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Who were the others? Yeah. Bing, 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 Crosby. No. <laughs> no, Peter Lawford and Joey Bishop. Oh, huh? Who? See, there are, there are... Joey Bishop. There are... And I am I'm going to say. There are, there, are, there are man caves. Oh. Sorry, I've got like a hair on my tongue. No. There are man caves up and down the land that have got a picture of those three in yeah. some kind of black and yeah. white or sepia yeah. hanging yeah. on the wall. Where is Peter and Joey in I these know. pictures? I,
2: d- yeah. but I, f- I mean, I insist that you two have only got two members. Yeah. It is just Bono and the Edge, isn't yeah. it? So I think this is a no very mentioned. similar situation. <laughs> Wow.
0: Chris Martin in Coldplay, so. Yeah, it's true. And he just stands on the other shoulders, and I wear a giant long coat. <laughs> I could really go for some social ammunition right about now.
1: Matt, what you got? Uh, Liam Gallagher is trending in the United Kingdom this morning. Uh, As Blur were overnight as well, people thought, oh, it's like being back in the 90s, isn't it? But Liam has tweeted uh, last night, currently sitting in a gaff. They just played two Blur songs on The Bounce answers on a postcard. What should I do? Oh, it's three now. All of them, not particularly very good. He says I'm paraphrasing there. Should I smash the gaff up? He asks. <laughs> what the what's a, what's a question. I was,
0: I was in a pub with Liam once um, mm. uh, about ten years ago and some guy came over to the table we were sat at. It was just the two of us. Yeah. And uh, put his hand out to shake Liam's hand and Liam kind of like gave him a mock dirty look and refused to extend his hand to him. And the guy left and I said, oh, what, what happened there, Liam? And he said, oh, at the bar he told me that you like blur,
1: the man is, uh, the man well, is real, really he's sticking does. by his guns, man. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, because I presumed he was in at uh, someone's house when he said gaff, but uh, he's in some bar perhaps he's in a pub, and they're uh, playing blur songs to rile bar him up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> wow, well, be careful, you don't want him smashing the gaff up. I didn't notice his um, his uh, bio on Twitter. I don't know if he's updated it recently. Have you right. seen it? No, what's he got? It's quite long. I took a deep breath, and run up to this. Rock and roll star, godlike Rasta icon, legend, biblical omnipresent prophet, spiritual, majestical, celestial, optimistic Buddhist Jedi, approachable Zen lover, humble, and then be a, a <laughs> that's a a bot. He's a Russian bot. <laughs> 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 quite an amazing, quite a mouthful, isn't it? So anyway, that's why he's trending. You may okay. have noticed in the past uh, 24 hours, Jack Nicholas was trending. The legendary golfer, uh, the Golden Bear, or whatever they used to call him, his nickname. He uh, he tweeted about his uh, his <laughs> new grandson-in-law. Uh, his granddaughter got married, and the the grandson-in-law's uh, uh, name is Todger Strunk, <laughs> uh, an American Bye. guy called Todger. Strunk. That's his name. I mean, some people are saying his parents couldn't attend the ceremony uh, because uh, they were on day release from their life sentence for child cruelty. It <laughs> <That> seems <laughs> like a harsh name to give Todger, Strunk. Yeah. Is Todger think, a British thing? I don't think do Todger think? means the same thing in America, <laughs> no. But in America, someone called Amanda Muller is saying that if you asked me what I thought a Todger Strunk was, I would probably have assumed another cursed British food went viral. It does sound like some sort of weird Scottish dish. Like Toad dish. in the Hole or something. <laughs> yeah, have a nice bowl of Todger
0: Strunk. Oh, Lashes of graveyard <laughs> <mid-toll season. laughs> oh,
2: me, I think there's a general rule with with uh, like sort of handsome Americans, if an American guy looks like Army Hammer, then it chances are he's gonna have a name like Girth Stamina or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which was, of course, one of my erotic dolls in 2003.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You could forget that one? And finally, a list of uh, the best ever nominative determinism examples seen on TV news programmes. This has been put together by the Polk. Uh, nominative determinism was the theory that people sort of gravitate towards jobs that fit their names. They were born to do it. Fruit picker, before fruit I got on
0: the radio. Berry fruit yeah. picker, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think,
1: uh, um, Emma, you had one not long ago about the head of the obesity forum.
0: Yes, court, Tam court. Fry. Tam Fry, <laughs> that's
1: it. Yeah. Uh, well, there's quite a few great examples here. The head of the water research centre even is called Andrew Drinkwater.
0: Wow. That's
1: um, ridiculous. Uh, Public Health England spokesperson called Dr. Will Welfare, which is a nice. <laughs> that works well, doesn't it? Incredible. Someone from the Samaritans called Alan Too Good. Oh. Uh, an archaeologist <laughs> called Dr. Pam Graves. Uh, uh, there's a famous Scottish chef called uh, Tom Kitchen, who I've heard of oh, before. Uh, weather reporter called Zara Blizzard. She's worked for the BBC. <laughs> and just finally there's a there's a houseboat owner that was on the news. His name, David Waterhouse. Oh, yeah, he was goodness. born to live Who was on the, the water. The
0: first time I became a familiar or aware of this this phenomenon was there was a PR person at a pizza yeah, uh, restaurant yes, you yeah. used to
1: use. It was Pizza Hut's PR. She was called Laura Topping. Yeah, Great. <laughs> 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 it
2: just it's blew just my a, mind. It's amazing when it happens, <laughs> isn't it? But some
1: of her surnames are too specific. I had, I had a supply
2: yeah. teacher once at school. Once, and he never made an appearance again. And I'm certain it was because his name was and. I'm I'm not making this up. His name is Mr. Wardrobe. <laughs> I just, but how, that's
0: an invention. How can you have a surname yeah. after a real thing? Yeah. He, yeah. He was Wardrobe's a, not a job. He was doing yeah. a Jack Black. He was covering, he was blagging it. Yeah. Like, uh, my name is Mr. Wardrobe. Um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Yeah.
1: What did his ancestors do? Just like, uh, put, just put, be put, a cupboard. Store clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. And one nice one to run, uh, end on. A little uh, a runner who was involved in the Rio Olympics, or speaking about it, uh, was called Aaron Farr. I run far. I run to run long. Run long distances. <laughs> You'll be talking about it. Later and i to possibly save you something. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast, Absolute Radio. Someone's messaged in saying
0: the name of the head of the Dulux Academy. Hmm. Is Matt Gray.
1: Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> no. oh, double names. That's even more impressive. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed for that.
0: Right, coming up next, we move our attentions towards my big Christmas movie quiz. If you're playing along, who are you with? What's your team name? 812-15.
2: Dave Berry Breakfast Show with Wix. It's just coming up to seven o'clock, and Wix stores across the country are about to open
0: with all the essentials you need to get today's job done. Let's do it right. Just sanitising my biro. (laughs) Cos it's quiz time. (laughs) Yes, it is time for another round of my big Christmas movie quiz. Another five questions based around the tradition that is the Christmas movie. Been doing pretty well so far this week, both in here in the studio and you guys out there. If you are playing along, let me know who you're with or if you're on your own, what your team name is. 81215... And as always, team, this morning, gather round because we begin with Christmas movie taglines. Which Christmas movie has this as its tagline? A family comedy without the family. A family comedy without the family. Write that one down. There we go. Now, this, I think, is the trickiest question, individual question we've had since we started my big Christmas movie quiz. All right. Question two is, Tim Allen has starred in four Christmas movies. Can you name all four? Oh, you get a point for naming all four, not a point per movie. Oh. So it's a real tricky one. Tim Allen has starred in four Christmas movies. Can you name all four? Question three, who plays Charles Dickens in The Muppets Christmas Carol? Oh, Who plays Charles Dickens in the Muppets. Oh, oh, Charles Tarot. Dickens.
1: Mm. Oh. That's tough. Ooh.
0: Which Christmas movie is this clip taken from? I'm not crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all uh, yeah. act a little nicer, we 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 smile a little easier, we 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 we, we, we cheer a little more for a couple of hours out of the whole year we are the people that we always hoped we would be it's a miracle it's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every christmas eve which christmas oh, movie is oh, that yeah. taken from um this isn't a clue in any way shape or form but just a fact it's my favorite christmas film
1: that's taken uh, yeah. from my favorite mm-hmm. christmas I to, movie. Want to watch it again this year
0: And finally, every day in the lead-up to Christmas, Channel Uh. 5 are playing a hallmark straight-to-TV Christmas movie. But which one of these is the correct synopsis taken from the actual Channel 5 website for the movie called A Christmas Calendar? Now I think that the people who are on the website at Channel 5 have heard that we're doing this feature uh, and now they're toy. They, uh, oh, oh, they made it worse. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so is it A, Emily forgets to order her save the date cards and needs help from a special man in her life? Or is it B, Emily tries to find out who sent her a romantic calendar? A or Ooh. B, <laughs> which is a synopsis of the movie Christmas calendar. There, your five questions, the answers are on the way.
1: The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast, Absolute Radio.
0: 80 minutes past seven on your Wednesday morning. And since Matt brought it to us in the social ammunition, more examples of nominative determinism, (laughs) nominative determinism, are coming through thick and fast. And, Matt, this is incredible what you've got Yeah, John
1: says the guy at Hull City Council, who always comes on the local news when it's snowing and he's in charge of the gritters, It's called John Skidmore. Wow, thank you very much indeed for sending that in. Love
0: that. Uh, Right, so many of you are locked and loaded and ready to play my big Christmas movie quiz, including Reese, who is playing along whilst emptying the dishwasher. He has called his team, which is just him, Panic at the Tesco. Great having you on board. So, the first question this morning was a tagline. Can you tell me which Christmas movie this is from? A family comedy without the family. Matt Dyson? Home Alone, isn't it? Surely. It is Home Alone. Yeah. Congratulations, you get a point for that one. Tim Allen has starred in four Christmas movies. To get one point, you need to name all four. Um, it seems only right I go to Glenn for this one. Yeah,
2: so, you're looking at the Santa Claus trilogy. Yeah, Ah, yes. And then in addition, Christmas with the Cranks.
0: The Santa Claus, the Santa Claus 2, the yeah. Santa Claus 3, yeah. the Escape Clause is the kind oh. of sub-part of the title. Uh, do we need right, that element? Okay. Do you need all of that? And oh, then no. Christmas with the crags. I'm, do you know I'm going to give I you a point? for I'm going to give you a point. I just put Santa
2: Claus just, 1, 2, 3 and yeah. 4. Yeah. <laughs> <Santa> Claus,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get a point for that, but if you got the escape clause in there after the Santa Claus 3, you get a bonus point, so well yeah. done.
1: Wow.
0: Who plays Charles Dickens in The Muppets' Christmas Carol? Gonzo, I think. Yeah. I have another point. Yeah, sponsor, he's the narrator. Pops up at the beginning. Sets yes. that up brilliantly, and it well, it leads into one of the great Christmas movies. That's for sure. Which Christmas movie was this clip taken from? I'm not crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We. So, of course, the great Bill Murray. Yeah, Mm, and Scrooged. Scrooged! There we go, my favourite Christmas film of all time. And finally, some of you will be moving into five out of five territory here, so good luck every day in the lead-up to Christmas Channel 5 are playing a hallmark. Straight to TV Christmas movie, but which of these is the correct synopsis taken from the Channel Five website for the movie Christmas Calendar? Was it A. Emily forgets to order her Save the Date cards and needs help from a special man in her life, or B. Emily tries to find out who sent her a romantic calendar?
2: Oh, I know now that we
0: go for the worst <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Emily, what are you saying? Yeah. You're saying yeah. B, Cause B. Cause is absolutely Because what is a romantic <laughs> right. calendar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it one <laughs> of the Cliff <laughs> Richard ones? <laughs> is it is it ones that have got KP nuts on them and you pull yeah. them off slowly? <laughs> <laughs> release really some nudity um, that was it it was B.
1: Yeah. Oh my most, God! It's always the most basic. <laughs> that's what. That's. I, I swear they're listening. And if you are, good morning, uh, <laughs> keep up the good the, work, the website yeah. team at
0: Channel Five. Yes, Emily tries to find out who sent her a romantic calendar. Incredible stuff. So uh, well done on that team. You did very well yet again. I hope you did well. Where you are. Let me know your scores, particularly if you managed to get five out of five, and also that Trixie bonus point. 8-12-15. The
2: Dave Berry Breakfast Show with Wix.
0: From batteries to extension leads, celite to.
1: Table ties. Shop all the Christmas essentials you always forget. Wicks.
0: Let's do it right. Seven thirty-five on your Wednesday morning, which also happens to be the sixteenth of December. So sixteen days in. Emma is out. She has made a donation to Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital. Myself, Matthew, and gleneth are still in. What are you talking about, Dave? I'm talking about Whamageddon. The object of the challenge is to go as long as possible without hearing the Wham! Christmas classic, Last Christmas. The challenge began on the 1st of December and ends at midnight on Christmas Eve. Only the original version of the song applies. The moment you hear the song and recognise it, you are out. Any attempts to deliberately Wham! a friend or family member do not qualify. And as I say, if you do get Whammed, please, if you're able to, make a small donation to Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital. So we begin our tales of woe this morning with this from Claire Gotham, who says, Oh, Dave, I've been whammed. And worst of all, I did it to myself with 38-year-olds watching on. I'm a primary school teacher and we were deep into our DT project when I made a decision that would forever change the course of my Christmas. It's 2020. I should have seen it coming. I decided to be the fun teacher, <laughs> put some classic Christmas songs on whilst we work. Oh, dear. The second song in was last Christmas. Reaching for the speaker, I lowered the volume, but in my heart, I knew it was too late, and I had been whammed. Uh. So serves you right for trying to be the fun, wacky teacher. Yeah. Claire. <laughs> yeah. Just get down to business. What do I need to learn? Let me move on. Yeah. Trying to make learning fun. And you get whammed for that. Oh, uh, not nice. It's awful. Sorry, Claire. Thanks for sharing. Online one right now, we've got Neil. Good morning, Neil. Morning. So, Neil, welcome to the show. Um, it was all going so well. Before lockdown descended upon the UK, you were having a nice pub dinner with your, with your partner, and it was all going very well, I believe. It was. It was lovely. Uh, she, she had a bit of a... Last Friday, it was a bit of a tough week, and uh, she... Decided that she wanted to go out for dinner rather than stay in, just get out and...
1: <laughs> Good so Fair play. Have yeah, a substantial we... meal. Yeah, nice. Please hold. Oh. Neil? Yeah, sure, we will. <laughs> Take your <it> time. <laughs> yeah, um... It's well, OK. We've never... <laughs> He's got another call coming in. No, it's Sorry, good. Yeah. I, I thought it was him. <laughs> I thought minutes. Neil was just showing us how many <laughs> 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 accents
0: he can do, different voices. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, OK, so uh, Neil's gone. <laughs> He's gone. Um, oh. Yeah. It was much more important I'll say
2: somebody's going to do more voices.
0: All change.
1: Do the... You're like
0: the guy from Police Academy. Do the helicopter for us, Neil. Do the do that. Um your call is important to us. Neil, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good, Neil. That's so good. Um so, uh, basically, uh, Neil and his wife got whammed by a jolly farmer. Um, that was where they were having, <laughs> oh, having right. dinner. Yeah, So that's how how Neil's call uh, would have finished. And it was lovely having him on the show for, for a few moments.
2: There. The, the Dave Berry Breakfast
0: Show Podcast.
1: Absolute radio. Coming
0: up to 14 minutes past eight on your Wednesday morning. Which, of course, means it's Cool Badge Day. Done something so uncool you need to unpin... That badge will send it to me at 8 to 12, 15. Um, We've been chipping away at watching Paddington, the great movie, with our daughter, Evie. Uh, We concluded the first movie just in time for it to be her nap. We then took her upstairs, put her down for a nap. Sarah Jane and I returned to the front room where we were having a little snack. We looked at one another and thought this is probably the best time for us to catch up on the news, see so what Chris Witty and the gang have got to say about mm. the world in which we live. Uh, but instead, what we did was download Paddington 2 and watch it on our own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hugh the Grant's bat. finest performance. It, it is great. great. Yeah, it's, it's really good. good isn't it? And Nicole Kidman, of course, being the villain in the yeah. first one. I know, yeah, and that's our second reference to the Undoing. Oh yeah,
1: the Undoing was a spin-off of
0: Paddy <laughs> <laughs> in some weird way. The two baddies together. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Open the violin case. There's a, t- there's a marmalade in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, two best. very good. It movies. It would have been a better ending than the actual end. Well, yeah. Well, well, I haven't seen it yet. Mum behind everyone else. Turns out the bear did it. Ha, ha, ha you know when he does that angry face <laughs> You yeah. Yeah. saw that through it was all horribly flashback form let me tell you um, Matt Dyson you got a hand in the badge uh, this week well
1: yeah I had a sort of rare night out with the family the other night it's littered with cool badges they let so. you come along didn't they that yeah. was good yeah. of them, yeah. so after we went to the drive-in Panto in a car park and beeped our horn for half an hour for a couple of hours in fact we, went, we decided we wanted to go for a curry right. like one meal out you don't get to go on meals what? out Panto often. and a curry I said I've seen this place called Chili Village it looks like a great massive curry house and so we went in there got everyone sat down got little baby Ted in the high chair all settled down and then they brought the menus over and Chili Village was not an Indian restaurant it just did modern European cuisine so I had to pick all the kids up and say to the waitress, sorry, we're going to have to leave because we thought this was a curry house. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to just leave. It's really, it's really embarrassing having to leave a restaurant without ordering well, anything.
0: So well, were there no, was there no kind of Indian music playing? No, no not at all. But you Chutney Chutney thought I mean, the name no, Chilli
1: Village sort of sounds no to me signs. like it's definitely a curry house. No, there was just this really weird thing in the corner where there was like a, a sort of two... Statues of an old couple sat at a table with an old man smoking a pipe. And it it's a very strange, oh, very strange restaurant. <laughs> uh, Twin but,
0: Peaks. Where have you gone yeah. for dinner?
1: But apologising to a waitress and saying sorry, I thought this was an Indian restaurant, and then having to take your family out again—it was a very uncool moment. That is yeah, that it's that the is worst uncool. runner ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is Cool Badge Day. Eight, twelve, fifteen. This just popped up from Matt Owen. He says, "Dave, I spent my lunch break yesterday working out the following for a post on Twitter. Since May nineteen sixty one, roughly forty six point nine million people have been born in the UK. Nine point three have never nine point three million have never seen Spurs win the League Cup. Twenty one point seven million the FA Cup. Twenty seven point two million a European trophy. Not one of them has seen a League title, and may never will." All of this <sighs> for one like. <laughs> <laughs> the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. I cannot condone to you all just how much Chili Village. Does
1: not, I repeat, does not look anything like an <laughs> no, no, Indian restaurant. No, it looks like one it of those. It looks like an Alpine ski lodge. <laughs> yeah, but look, they didn't serve anything with chili peppers in it. And if that's the name of the restaurant and nothing spicy is sold there, that seems a bit of a false Matt, advertising. What, what,
0: was it? Was it the sound of the umper band that drowned out you ordering <laughs> a chicken gel no, no. No, I mean, looked,
1: it looked like one of those curry houses in an unusual old building. You know, how how do? So how are we spelling chili? Are we
2: doing it the C-H. by, like chili pepper or the country like or cold chili Like
1: a chili pepper. Right. Yeah, yeah, a quick yeah.
2: Google tells me that it does Mediterranean cuisine. Well, there so you you go, have, Mediterranean, well, yeah, but
1: I just we'd driven past it and thought, but that going like up a, to it, Matt, an it's interesting curry it's house. People wearing it. Leidenhosen at the door, it's <laughs> clearly not an Indian <laughs> restaurant, <laughs> but it just looked like a novelty Indian in an unusual <laughs> location. But to not sell anything with chili peppers in it seems like a strange thing to call okay. it. Chili village, I'm still taking the badge. And online, one right now, <laughs> we have Steve. Good morning, Steve.
0: Morning, guys. How are you? Very Morning. good. Thanks for asking. Lovely having you on the show. So you're handing in the badge because you have recently put together a 10-minute slideshow presentation explaining why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Tell us more about this cool badge moment, Steve. Uh, Yeah, this is correct. Uh, I'm afraid I have not got much better else to do with my time, so I, um, I enjoyed watching the movie and counting the number of times they say Christmas, looking for the Christmas trees and really delving into why it's clearly a Christmas movie. Right. Okay. So, I mean, when I did the Empire podcast about Die Hard being a Christmas movie, Alex Zane, a friend of the show and movie aficionado, went one step further. Steve, and I know as you're handing in your pads, you're going to like this. And he talked about the lift shaft in the building being a metaphor for the chimney that Santa comes down on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Yeah, he went deep in on that. So the famous
2: song when Santa came down Nakatomi
0: Plaza. (laughs) (laughs) He began. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Matter of fact, gets his suits from the same tailor as Santa. Don't forget um so what, what's in your presentation steve sell it to us come on yeah well i mean i, I think he's absolutely right if we're going to look at symbolism clearly the Akitomi tower is a christmas tree uh, uh hans gruber is yeah. just a grinch hans's plan <laughs> to get the fbi to shut off the power is just symbolic of shutting off the christmas tree lights um uh, and what no. do we have at the top of a christmas tree what we steve? Have an angel. We have an angel, except here we have John McClane with an automatic assault rifle as the angel on top of the plaza, saving wow. Christmas. Well, I, I mean, I was already sold on this, but this is just like I'm having harrowing flashbacks of being in that room with the people from Empire magazine hearing you, Steve. Uh, it's a well-put-together argument. Anything else that people should look out for when they watch Die Hard this Christmas? What other things lend to the festivities? Oh, absolutely! Well, look—they mention Christmas fifteen times throughout the entire movie. Um, it's plastered with Christmas trees everywhere. And uh, this might be a spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. But when John conceals the gun behind his back, he uses Christmas tape. To oh, well, wow, there's the sound nice. of man resting his case yeah. and also <laughs> handing in the call cool badge. Steve, thank you for the education. Have a very merry Christmas and keep your badges coming to eight twelve fifteen. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show. With Wix. Christmas trees are now in store. Six to seven foot
2: real Nordman fir Christmas trees for only £18. Wix.
0: Let's do it right. 8.37 on your Wednesday morning where I think it is fair to say that you're listening to the only breakfast show in the world that is one set of talky bits, talky bit, talky bit, talky bit, flanked by eight different playlists. I suggest you download the new and improved Absolute Radio app. You get even more music with fewer ads It takes about 30 seconds to sign up. So we've got lots of musical goodness. This is where real music matters, for heaven's sake. But I think we all agree that the 80s... Well, that was the golden decade for Christmas songs, which is why over at Absolute 80s, they're asking you to vote for your best of the best. Now, yesterday morning, I thought this was going to be a lot tighter than it was. The Pogues and Kirsty McCall romped home against Chris Rea, 72% to 28, oh, man. Oh,
1: yeah, unexpected. Oh, I forgot you're, you're not meant to be in the room. You're not meant to be. Oh, yeah, sorry. we always I'm don't, meant we've done to be this again. We've always done this again. Elton, Elton, Elton Wellsby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to cross
0: to you in a minute. Uh, in the quarter final, uh, Wham, we're not going to play any clips, don't worry the Pretenders and their 2,000 miles, 74% to 26%. And now Matt's had the time to make his way over to the football ground, so we can cross live to him to find out what's going on today.
1: Absolute 80s World Cup of Christmas Songs. We started with 16, and now there are only four. One of these teams will win the World Cup of 80s Christmas Songs, and the atmosphere is electric. It's the United States of Band-Aid... This is the state of Shaking Stevens
0: a horrible thing to say. The state <laughs> of shaking, <laughs> <laughs> A state of shaking. Look at the state of shaking. So there you go. It is Band-Aid versus the legend that is shaky for the first spot in the final. The tension is so thick here in the studio you could cut it with one of those disposable wooden knives we are being forced to use from the kitchenette. <laughs> um, anyway, head over to Absolute 80s on Twitter to pick your winner. You've got until 12.30 to vote. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show with
2: Wix.
1: Refresh your
2: bathroom for less. Shop our quick and easy ways to transform your bathroom. From new
0: toilets to showers, accessories to mirrors. Wix.
1: Let's do it right.
0: It's fifty on your Wednesday morning. Time to get the grey matter tickling more so than we normally do when we hit you with the no-repeat guarantee, which, of course, is coming up in just nine minutes' time and means you will not hear the same song twice right through till five. <laughs> because whilst doing my big christmas movie quiz earlier today i think it's fair to say we've all taken inspiration by channel 5's impossibly basic online blurbs for their straight to tv christmas movies <laughs> so what i want you to do over the next 30 minutes is come up with a hashtag six word synopsis to any film not just a christmas film but mm. give us the lowdown of any movie in just six words and once again thanks to channel five for the inspiration uh, we'll get the ball rolling here in the studio I've got Basin Hair Cutted Air Gun Wielding Nutter. That is, of course, no country for old men. Uh, (laughs) Six words there. Um,
1: Matt, what have you got? Uh, Quiet, quiet, quiet. Boo! Big jump. What is it? No, it's the entire paranormal activity franchise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every single
1: film summed up. Uh,
0: Emma Jones, your hashtag six word
2: synopsis, please. Christmas film that's aged badly, actually.
1: <laughs> oh yes, love actually. Love, love actually. actually. I nice watched it done. the other
2: day. I've watched it every year for about yeah. seventeen years. Ooh. It's it I love it, but time? it's aged. It's aged so badly. Uh, I mean, uh, namely right. that Hugh Grant fires Martine McCutcheon from his department just because he fancies her.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he ends awkward.
2: up on
0: trial, accused of the death of uh, <laughs> babysitter. <laughs> <Santa? laughs> I thought it was Nicole Kidman all along. And Stop yeah. it. Maybe it was. <laughs> Maybe it was. Uh, yeah, I a friend of I was sat with a friend of mine, and we. He took me through. Love Actually, bow Blow, Blow and how it, is, it hasn't aged very well. Yeah. And I haven't seen it in so long, I'd forgotten, but the creeping over your mate's girlfriend and stuff is also quite weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and the fact yeah. it takes like Keira Knightley
2: about six minutes to realise, oh, they're all of me and it's like, yeah, it <laughs> has been for like an hour.
0: <laughs> um, okay, Love Actually's another one. Uh, Glenn, what have you got?
2: Uh, motel guest has worst shower ever.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. It's not psycho, is it?
1: No,
0: <laughs> um, okay, so there we go. We are after your hashtag six-word synopsis. Get them into us at eight twelve fifteen. Include your name so you can get the recognition you deserve. We'll do a whole batch next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast, Absolute Radio, coming up to fourteen minutes past nine on your Wednesday morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, We're inspired. <laughs> That's the only word for it. Inspired by Channel 5's impossibly basic online blurbs (laughs) for their straight-to-TV Christmas movies. We're asking you to give us a hashtag six-word synopsis to any film. Thank you to everybody who's got in touch. Some really good ones in here. Everybody okay? Well, the hippies aren't. That's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, according to John in Teesside. Man finds letters and delivers them. That's Kevin Costner is the postman from Ryan in Scotland. (laughs) Abandoned child tortures burglars for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Ben in came up with that one. How Not To Do Scottish Accent. That's a synopsis of Braveheart by (laughs) Vinnie and Shirley. And a series of well-deserved naps is, of course, the synopsis... To inception. No. That's from Lee J Barnes from Clacton on Sea. Thank you, Lee J, and uh, Matt Dyson. What you got from
1: Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, Jace says shark plays cello in seaside resort. Jaws, <laughs> <laughs> <with yours>, obviously. <laughs> uh, Scarred child joins the magic circle. Says uh, Stilo for Harry Potter. Uh, Giant eye just wants jewellery back. I have <laughs> Lord <of> the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, that's from uh, Lee Ashford. Ian Markey has gone for. Uh, Giant Lizard Disney World Ends Badly. And Jordan Defty suggests man time travels kisses his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the future. (laughs) So there we go. That was your hashtag
0: six-word synopsis. Thank you very much indeed for them. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. And that's it for your Wednesday morning. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. As always, we leave you with a podcast. You can grab it from wherever you get your pods from. And the bell has rung the following times. Liam G, the Russian bot. Uh, great line from Glenn there based on his Twitter profile. Lashings of gravy over my Todger, please. <laughs> oh, goodness me. I, think I said that, didn't I? Oh, dear. I don't
1: even know how that came out. Well,
0: Mikey yeah. Carroll, financial advisor. <laughs> and was it the sound of the umpa band that drowned out your chicken jalfrazy order? Uh, that's Matt getting slightly confused with his restaurant types. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we've got to go for lashings of gravy over your todger, please. Yes, I think so. Yeah. It's smutty, but it's the most likely to draw
1: people into the download. Yeah, and it comes from a, a nice place, I think.
0: comes know. from us celebrating the wedding of the grandchild of one of the great golfers. Exactly. <laughs> bravo, <laughs> sir.
1: Bravo, bravo. Uh,
0: know this. We'll be back tomorrow 6am. Stay safe, stay entertained. Arrivederci. He came,
2: he saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try
1: again.